Welcome to the Motoring Podcast, a Hyundai Ionic 5 Special Edition. Hello, I'm Alan. Hello, I'm Andrew. Incredible uh, movie announcer voice there that you used. <laughs> it, it was a little bit. It was a little bit, yeah. Coming soon to a charging point near you. Well, it is the award-winning Ionic 5. To be fair, it does need a special voice. Well, we've got a very soft spot for the, the Hyundai Ionic anyway, after our tramping around the, the, the outline of the country many years ago. Yes. This is a slightly different Ionic, isn't it, from the sort of small, svelte, hatchbacky coupe thing? Yeah. So this is the first car of the brand spin-off that Hyundai have done, where they've called it Ionic. Mm-hmm. So as you said, there is already an Ionic model, which is available as an EV, a hybrid, or a, a mild hybrid. Uh, plug-in, plug-in hybrid. hybrid. Sorry. Makes it all a little bit confusing, I know. But this is their their first one on a dedicated EV platform. It, it is not the, but by some miracle, it is not the fifth. It is just called Ionic Five. So if you're looking for too much logic, there, folks, you, it, it's out the window. Don't don't even bother. <laughs> yes, don't. Okay, so this is quite a large family car. I would say it's got pin sharp styling and design touches it's very modern in its looks but not in an alienating way because sometimes when someone says modern it it can be a little bit the future that you don't know you want Uh, but this isn't that this is far more of a sort of evolution of current or even early 1980s and late 1970s design trends so it's kind of very sharp edged lots of led lights in a sort of pixelated sort of set up and and stuff like that isn't it with with the occasional slash yes it is the car i had for a week was the ultimate 73 kilowatt hour version with the eco and tech packs added Uh, so and the ultimate is the top of the range so it goes Mm -hmm. se connect premium of which there's two versions which is two-wheel drive and four-wheel drive right or all-wheel drive sorry and then ultimate again two-wheel and all-wheel drive versions I imagine that SE Connect is only two-wheel drive. Yes. Good. Yeah. The one I had was the 217 metric horse version, rear-wheel drive, with a 0-62 time of 7.4 seconds and a claimed top speed of 115 miles per hour. All of them are 115. So I Hmm. don't know whether Hyundai are doing a Volvo, we are limiting this for safety reasons or whether it's just a battery um making sure that the range is realistic thing what's that that's just under 200 kilometers an hour so it may well be a round number-ish in kilometers now yeah okay to limit it yeah but of course the the thing is that that the amount of power that's expended and moving you forward is exponential the faster you're going you're using much 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 more yeah power to keep going than 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 otherwise so limiting it makes a lot of sense uh, with the two added packs that i had uh, and it being the ultimate it pretty much came with everything they can throw at these things what was included in those packs can you remember straight off uh, asking you evil questions that's a bit of an evil question i do dip into it further down when we talk about tech oh okay fair enough well we'll cover it then then I'm not as cruel as you are, so I'm quite prepared to wait. <laughs> well, I can go through the colours, though. There are a range, and they're not just monochrome. Mystic Olive Green Pearl, mm-hmm. a sort of muted bronziness. Which, so, okay. But that is the only non-colour tax colour. Okay. 
Then there was Atlas White Solid, which is white. That's 300 quid. And you can move on to Cyber Grey Metallic. It's almost a silver. And we're up to £585 for that. Galactic Grey Metallic, which is a mid-grey. Again, £585. Phantom Black Pearl, which is black, 585 Digital Teal Green Pearl, which is sort of petroly colour. Oh, that's a nice colour. I've seen that Yeah, one. that's 585 as well. Mm-hmm. And then there's Lucid Blue Pearl, a sort of bluey grey, again 585 That's my favourite of the lot. Okay. Then there's Gravity Gold Matte, which is a sort of matte, light grey, maybe silver except for it's matte. I'm, I'm not sold on the sounds of that one, especially as it's matte finished. Which yeah. is 685 and that's the one I had. And then there's Shooting Star Grey Matte, which is a matte dark grey. Uh, 685 and that's my second favourite because with the darker colours there are mm-hmm. uh, elements of the car that are in lighter yeah I don't really like that which lift I think which work alright mm. for me okay well, we'll agree to differ on that because I actually prefer the lighter shades with the darker claddy bits as opposed to the other way around okay so, but that's, again that's that's just personal preference yeah yeah yep yep Oh, you're wrong, of course. <laughs> uh, the Ultimate came on 20-inch alloys in this spec. Also had the touch-sensitive door handles that spring out from one end. But a lot of specs that customers have been getting hold of do not have those, mm-hmm. whereas almost all the press car ones have had them. Oh, okay. There's been a sort of uh, an issue between what the press got hold of and what the customers could but Hyundai is now because I've asked the PR department Hyundai is fixing that and the mm-hmm. customers will be getting the just pressy and the, the flush the handle nice comes out hands. and everything okie doke how much does this cost then right five seater large-ish car yeah according to Hyundai's website on the day of recording this car I had cost £47,970 with all the same options that I had ticked. Mm-hmm. Hyundai's own PCP with a £10,000 deposit, 8,000 miles annually, and over 25 months, it's £671.48 per month. Well, that's the top of the range, and that's it's not... That's quite a deal, but it's not. But it's only 25 months. It is only 25 months, so it's... Well, Hyundai has this new uh, subscription service called Motion, mm-hmm. and the Ionic 5 does not appear to be part of that. So it's electrified Hyundai's up to the Ionic, but not the Ionic 5. I'm sure in time, once demand fades back a little bit, yeah. that, that, then that will, will probably happen, but I can understand why it isn't right at the moment, because it's still quite a sought-after vehicle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so we've had a little bit of a hint of the outside. Where do we start? Because it's a it's a funny old it's a funny old one. This, uh, and I mean that in a nice way. Mm. You mentioned before in the intro, but they they do talk about how the design is influenced by the original Hyundai Pioneer, <laughs> but also the forty five concept that we got to see mm-hmm. in. Early 2020, I think back so. End of 2019, something like mm-hmm. that, and it's very close to how that concept was shown to yeah. us. As you said, it's a clean design with the really neat touches, um, particularly the front and the rear, mm-hmm. because they've not just blanked off a grill 
like the other Ionic. Uh, <laughs> they have yeah, they have designed it. Does not does not have that Hyundai uh, that Hyundai yeah Hyundai Lecter face yes. Hannibal Lecter face. <laughs> what it has been designed specifically knowing that this was an EV, so they've taken that into account. But I really like the lights front and back, as you said again earlier. These oh, so cool. the sort of a retro LED. Um, element to them and they just look so neat and fancy and futuristic even though they're what oh. they i was about to say they managed to 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 meld both retro and futuristic in one mm. you know there's a whole heck blend thing going on that that, that it goes right across the there's a strip right across the back yep there's further down that some of the, the other lights hidden behind some slats it's just kind of cool it's got a whole the, the whole look has a certain comic book vibe to it for me and i don't mean to be knowing the dandy by that. <laughs> uh so i just i i actually think it looks really great but the one thing that i found was that it's quite a deceptive vehicle when you see it on its own as opposed to when you see it beside other vehicles because it's on a completely different scale I hesitated before saying hatchback earlier on because everyone thinks golf, but it's much bigger than that because the wheelbase is longer than a longer than a Range Rover, isn't it's it? It's the same as an A8. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. That's Three an alternative. Yeah. The thing is that when the press photos first came out about it, that we all melted over. Mm. They were cleverly shot with no sense of scale to them, mm-hmm. and because of the proportions of the design. It, you know, you, they've effectively stuck it up to 1.5 on the photocopier yeah. of what you would think. If somebody said hatchback, that's what you'd think. But it is a hatchback mm. stroke fastback design uh, to the rear of it. It's 4.64 meters long. It's one point, well, just under 1.9 meters what, wide. What's that in Belgiums? Um, some, some portion okay. thereof. It's, it's a bit of a Belgium. Yes. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> But I think it's been done in it. I think it is testament to how good the design is that almost everybody who sees one for the first time goes, "Oh my god, it's massive!" I never expected it to be like that. Mm-hmm. I, they they have got the proportions bob on for what is where on the car. It could look so weird. It could look grossly underwheeled. Yes, it could look really distended. It could look really fat, and it doesn't from any of those. Look at like any of those things at all. No, it, it's it's such a smart, clever design, and and I think it it. I saw one in the car park the other day, and, mm-hmm. and I actually went over to have a look at it because I was just like, "This is such a really good looking car." It looks like nothing else out there. I, I know you're probably going to tell me you're going to talk about it under driving, but what? So you 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 have to street park at yours, essentially street yeah. park. Was that manageable, reasonable, etc., or was it a bit unwieldy because of its its width and no, it's and, fine and stuff. It's fine. It was fine. It didn't. It didn't. It stick doesn't out feel any... as big as it is. Okay. When you're no, well, driving, that's, well, that's what I found. But I was driving a left-hand drive one at the launch, so it was a little bit. No, it really doesn't feel as big as you as it is when you stick it in a say a, a supermarket parking space and go, mm. oh, actually. That's quite large, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. If only I had somebody in a child seat, then I could have the parent and child parking space. <laughs> oh, you miss those days. Or maybe just park a little bit further away, Andrew. Yes, well, yes, that is one option that I don't like to do. Yes. Because I'm too lazy. No. 
<laughs> but uh, for on your point though, you do you just need to take into account that it is slightly wider. So how mm. you do your on street parking, you just have to be careful that you are giving room to the because we have to do we have to do semi pavements every road so it's making mm. sure there's enough space for the vehicles to go past so nobody accidentally bumps you but also making sure you've got enough space for the pedestrians any wheelchair uses electric scooters as in mobility scooter not yeah not the others or, 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 or buggies yeah not or not not the other ones <laughs> yeah okay anything we've missed from the outside there's a particularly nice line across the side of it right which i think helps break up the bulk the diagonal one. Yeah, it goes from the bottom of the A pillar right, and meets up with the bottom of the rear wheel arch where the sill meets mm-hmm. it. And I think particularly, I mean, you, you can see it in the picture, with that um, silver colour, mm-hmm. it really makes a difference to the the colour and the shading on the side of the car. And it helps break it up, I think. Yeah, it, it, it sort of adds a facet or two in there. Otherwise, that is probably going to just come across as a slab of metal yes well th- that's the challenge that so many of these these evs have is that the battery pack is under the, the floor and under the seats mm. and so what you end up with is this massive height on on the side i, I saw a cooking spec skoda enyaq just the other day oh yeah and it looked it looked good it's the first one i'd seen in the flesh mm. and it was just parked and it looked good but it did look like an estate car that has been kind of stretched in the middle. Yeah, yeah. To accom- to accommodate that, uh, and this this sort of manages to avoid that, I think, just by having those slashes and the the the, the sort of the, the cladding and stuff breaking up. Yeah. The um. Because some designs shrink the the windows on the side. Yeah, and, and that, that just makes it even smaller. Makes it look worse, in my opinion. But the Ionic Five does not have small glazed areas for a modern car. No, um, no. Th- throughout the car. Uh, the one thing I would say though is that I don't want to ever w- have to clean those wheels. You've got many toothbrushes, haven't you? <laughs> the wheels, the wheels are very intricate. <laughs> yes, many, many crossbows. Oh, and on that front, I did check the matte paint. Mm-hmm. You just clean it normally. Oh right, okay. Uh, so I did need- double check it because I was like, "This is Matt's. Is this one of those special ones that has to be breathed on by something special?" No, no, just wash it normally, like you would a car. Mm-hmm. Not get the fairy liquid out, for example. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, thou shalt not. Yes. Okay. Cool. So let's. That's the outside. Let's we'll talk a bit about the inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, we normally start at the boot, which is at the back, but there's a front here as well. So do we want to start there? No, we'll start at the boot and we'll end at the front. Oh, fair enough then. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this trying through. to make it easy, I and he goes through. through and he mixes it up. Well, I haven't read your notes. The mini note. Oh God, every button, folks, every button. I haven't read your notes, so so I'm only looking at them now for the first time. But start at the back. Right, the boot. It's large. The floor is flat. Access is easy thanks to the hatch stroke fastback design to the rear. Uh, but do note that over the depth of the boot, that there is an angle of that um, hatchbackness. So mm-hmm. you just need to bear that in mind if you've got slightly taller things that you wish to transport. Did you not find that the boot floor was really quite high and the boot was quite shallow? Um. Or was that just my imagination? To get into the boot is a little bit high, but I didn't think it was that shallow. 
No, okay. Okay. Uh, but I will say there are no curry hooks. So that's a markdown. Oh, yes, this is true. I remember that. Yeah, that's minus a star. If we gave stars, you'd you'd have one fewer now. Yeah. So if I'm going to go to the rear passenger space as we move forward through the car, to get in, we uh, I had, as I said before, I had the fancy door handles, um, and these hinge at one end. Now, they look really neat, but using them in the cold or the wet is problematic because they're quite slippery. On the inside of them is is very smooth, even though it's contoured for fingers. It is very smooth. And if you're if it's raining or windy or cold, all the conditions I had it, <laughs> they your fingers can slip off and then it just it just snaps back out of place. And it I have to say the handle didn't feel that I was worried sometimes I was gonna snap it. Okay. I don't think it ever would, but it didn't feel like a a really solid thing. Mm. Uh, and then if it's windy, then pff, hold on to the door as well. That's what I yeah. want. Because, of course, it's quite a big door because yes. it's like one and a quarter size times the size of any normal door. Yes. <laughs> and it will catch the wind if there is the wind. <laughs> I found out. <laughs> oh. Okay, well, as long as nothing got damaged. No, <laughs> no anyway. thankfully. So so what about in the once you're in? Well, there's an absolute ton of space in the back, as you would hope for something this size. This is the bonus of the size of this car, is the interior space is big. Mm, that's where all it's all gone. It's, yeah. it's proper. So the two outside seats, I think if you've got really tall driver, you're going to still have a ton of legroom. Mm-hmm. You don't need to worry about that. What I would say is for the middle seat is the rear of the cubby box armrest for the front passenger and driver. Mm-hmm. That does project a little bit into the space. Mm-hmm. So just be aware of that if you are regularly taking people that you just want to check that that's going to be okay. I think it should because the floor's flat and everything. But yeah. it, it does come into that space a little bit. I'm a bit I thought it would stop at the back of the seats, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But then there's charging points in it and stuff like that. So, it's, but then there's there's things the front seats do, which probably means that that it doesn't because you need a little bit of armrest a bit further back. Yeah, yeah. The car I had I had white leather seats and interior trim panels. Now, when I went through the options to double check everything today on the latest of the Hyundai's website, you cannot have white. Obviously, as a family man. White would not be my first choice for interior coverings of a family car anyway, but it obviously helped lift the interior. And, you know, mm. when you put that on back of the fact that it's you, there is so much room in this car um, compared to what people would expect in an ice car or hybrid of this size and with all the glazing around, then, you know, you you. I defy you to feel sort of oppressed from a space point of view or feeling as though things are closing in with it like that. But I think even mm-hmm. so with the black or the dark gray, you're still not going to, you're not going to get all claustrophobic in there. Yeah. I think I would probably choose the dark gray myself. Yeah. 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 Um, the, the white was very white and looked very prone to getting a little bit grubby quite quick. I it was, was nice. paranoid. The entire really? time of getting any muck on it at all. Like every time the kids went, don't put your feet anywhere in the seats. 
What a sad day. Almost took out a mat so they could wipe their feet before they got in. (laughs) I'm glad you're not obsessive about any of these things. No. (laughs) So up front, continuing the theme of a ton of space, uh, there there is lots of room up there. Dash runs flat across the width of the car, Mm -hmm. and the bottom of the windscreen is quite a distance away on top of that as well. So you really do feel... Or you don't feel, because there is all this space. There is it. It is not one of those seating positions where you're in a cockpit and you're, you know, you're going to be dynamic and everything. That that is not the feeling they are going for in the interior of this no. car at all. This is about space and relaxation. I find. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, being a Hyundai, you can do uh, listen to to a Paris street cafe or a jungle as you're driving along in your relaxate in your relaxed state. Yeah, absolutely, whichever way you need to be. However mm-hmm. quickly you want your passengers to need the toilet, there is a sound. <laughs> yeah, you, there is a soundscape you, you, for you. <laughs> there is a soundscape of rivers on the seashore just for you. Yeah. <laughs> So um, (laughs) behind the steering wheel, there's this one unit that has the uh, screen that has the information the driver needs, but also the separate infotainment screen. And that's all in one long rectangular unit. There are two distinct screens telling different bits of information as well. Um, So the driver gets the, the stuff you would expect. So it's like how charged the vehicle is, the speed you're doing, the efficiency you're driving information. But also when you plug it in and you're charging it, it gives you all the details on that as well. Below the infotainment screen, uh, there are buttons Mm. for quick access on those menu items. Obviously, that's a good thing. And they are actual buttons that you press for like nav. For actual buttoniness. Yes. And that sort of thing. And there is also a volume button. And those who who do get worried about the volume decal orientation. You're such a prat. Well, you brought it up. And I so do. have our listeners, so it's all your own faults. I have to I have to give what the audience wants. The, you do not need to worry about it. It's not on the dial, so it stays vertical at all times. Yes, that's what we need. That is absolutely what we need. Underneath that, though, is not what we need, and that is touchscreen. It's a slim touchscreen, but for heater controls of the sort of stuff you'd expect, except the heated seats. You are so weird. No, I'll come to that in a bit. Okay. You're not going to tell us about the heated seats? I will later. Oh, gee whiz. I don't know how you can all put up with the uh, the suspense all the way through this. Okay. So, I mean, that's us run out of buttons now, haven't we, Andrew? Yes. So below that, result. <laughs> there's a couple of charging points as well as a wireless charger, Qi charging pad. And then there's a huge gap. <laughs> and But it is... Yeah. <laughs> It is. It, yes, there is a huge gap. There is a, a large gap. But again, it's very nice, it is that whole feeling of space, of calm, of relaxation, because you're not, like I said earlier, thrust in this cockpit low-down position. It's a, look, this is an open, relaxed area while we while you're driving along. And, and I really liked that. Mm-hmm. Remind me, how did you select what your drive mode in, in the Ionic, it, was it up beside the steering wheel? Yeah, it's on like the right the, hand side of the steering yeah, wheel. Yeah, like, like the ID, the, the stalk like the that you three. twist the uh, the end of to to change it. I know some people uh, have commented that they don't they they expected it to feel nicer, but 
it never stood out to me that hmm. it felt one way or the other. Yeah, ID three is a bit like that. It's not helpful, but none of, none of these automated gearboxes or drive modes are if you're trying to do a quick three point turn. You do have to no. wait for the system to do its yes. thing, even though it's a fraction of a second. It is not the same as you just going. Like that. So I, just appreciate that and make sure you're waving thank you to everyone who's decided to wait. Yes, <laughs> yes. thank you. I'm sorry. And of course, the more you try and hurry it, the longer it's going to feel. Yep. Uh, in, in any of these situations, but the, that bit in the middle, then that that's kind of handy for. I don't know. Oh, gee, I was going to be terribly stereotypical there. I think. Oh, no, I was actually going to say Mrs. Windscreen can just get in the car and drop a handbag into the middle bit without it having yes. to be on anyone's lap, feet. A, a bag could be put in there, yes. Yes, yeah. yeah. It, it is pretty sizable. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is, it, is a, it is a decent size. And then slightly back from that are two huge cup holders, which are inside them adjustable, so they will take smaller mm. things than American like a, size. a bucket of coffee or whatever. <laughs> We were talking uh, j- just before we started recording about my trip to the to, to the US, and one of the things was I ordered a small coffee, and the small coffee, uh, which is normal sized, medium sized coffee, here in the UK, actually was kind of swamped by the cup holders in the rental car I had for the day. And it was just like, oh, oh, the scaling is a bit different here, isn't it? <laughs> so yeah, I can imagine that that's why priorities are of a different thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then just to finish this off now just behind the cup holders is the cubby box uh, armrest in between mm. the two front seats so did your test one have the reclining front seats the super reclining aircraft style front seats i never tested them for that they would really you did, did you not press all the buttons and have the little footrest come out and everything? Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yes, it had yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So it was just that you didn't mention it, so I thought I was as well bringing it up, because it's. I thought it was kind of cool for sort of chilling out at the charging point. <laughs> yes. Or, 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 you know, I, I, having I, a reclining picnic. early on, and then after that I forgot about it, and I was never sat with the car whilst it was charging. Right, okay, okay, fair enough. So... But yes, if if I was doing a journey somewhere, then yes, that hmm. would that would, it is a nice touch that they've got in there. Yes, yeah, I thought, I thought that was particularly cool. So anyway, tell tell us about the tell us about the boot. Well, yes, I mean now now I've built it up that we start at the back and then we finish at the front. So to finish properly at the front with EVs now, I think which has to be the way forward for us on the motoring podcast. Right. Okay. Fair there's enough. A, there's a space under the bonnet where you can uh, hose the cables for the charging the car. Um, that frees up the boot because, in some most electric cars that we get to try out, there is the the cables are just put in the boot somewhere. Sometimes they've got a nice bag that they're put in to keep out of the way or underneath mm. the thing. But this this was the front the, boot was specifically for this, and that fruit. helped with the boot in the back being used as a boot. Mm-hmm. It does. It does. Especially when more and more of them seem to, uh, no, uh, that's rubbish in the case of the Ionic because the Ionic, the chargey ports at the back, isn't it? Mm. But for the ones where the chargey ports near the front, then it's kind of handy to have the cables near the front. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okie doke. We've covered a bit of this, I suppose. Uh, and I think people can probably infer by now that this is not a car that's, that makes you feel the urge to, to test out the sidewalls and, 
and and pitch it towards the Armco on a lap of the Nurburgring, Andrew? No, I mean even though it does not sixty two and seven point four, I think it was seconds, whatever I said earlier, like um, which is pretty brisk even by today's standards. It's not. They've not gone down the route that so many others have. That the EV has to be sporty to show that it's for some reason that that's important. And you, this is a very comfortable car that wants to transport the passengers and the driver in a relaxed manner. That's not to say soft or wallowy or you know it's like a floating blancmange or anything, mm-hmm. but in a relaxed manner. In a, in a calm way to wherever your destination is. Now, considering how, and I've, you, long-time listeners will have heard me say this before, but considering how grim a lot of journeys are for most of us a lot of the time when we're just mm. needing to do something, we're needing to get somewhere, we need to go to place, not that we're just on a drive, there's a lot to be said for that sort of motoring. Yes, as someone who drives who who drives a, a 1992 E class, then yeah, that's the whole thing. You just sit back, chill out, and the world is a better place as a result. Yeah, arriving at your journey, not stressed out. At the end of your journey, not stressed out. Considering everything that's going on in the world, is yeah. a good thing at the moment. <laughs> Yeah, if your heart rate's lower at the end of the journey than it was at the start, then that's probably a good thing. Um, yeah. And if you, you know, regular listeners know what else is always on my drive, so, and that pretty much guaranteed not to be the case with the other two cars. So it makes such a difference. But the range for this, the range for the Ionics normally pretty good. How did you find it, given that you were in the worst possible conditions? Yes, Hyundai's own information itself says that it's um, in a combined um, journey. It's 281 miles. They mm-hmm. reckon 403 city miles. Okay. I wasn't getting anything like that. That doesn't sound very realistic. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, right. My- to quantify that, it was really cold mm-hmm. when I had it. The weather was awful. It was mm-hmm. darker more than light when I was driving, so therefore mm-hmm. all the things were on. Like the yeah. air conditioning to keep the windows clean, the lights are on, all this so all the stuff that somebody says when they want to eke out an EV, don't do this, I was having to do. And you don't have any way of charging at home, so you nope. couldn't precondition the car. So every time you got in, the first thing it was doing was like, Oh no, I need to heat myself up. And it was using yep. a whole pile of energy to do that because you were probably doing relatively short journeys most yep. of the time. Yeah. Yeah. So Worst possible scenario, really. I was at one ex- end of the extremes <laughs> yes. using the EV. It's so, only a wonder you didn't want to drive from Wick to Thur- to Wick to Thurzo. Wick to Thurzo is quite easy. From Wick to Truro <laughs> yes. in one go on a single bladder, Andrew. That's the only thing that could have made this worse. I know. <laughs> so I managed to get 2.4 kilowatts efficiency. That's not Which great. That's I have to say, right. and I am making this clear, I have spoken to Hyundai about this as well before I, I recorded this so that they have heard this from me. I was a bit disappointed at. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the problem is, is the, I don't want to call it the original, but the Ionic yeah. was so good in the efficiency terms. it And the Kona, the Kona EV as well are so good. They're well over three for the original Ionic 
original flavor uh, <laughs> we had that over over five yeah but you know that was quite mild didn't need the aircon didn't need the heater didn't you know yeah uh times but yeah you can you can quite easily cruise at about five so compared to that it doesn't look great on the other hand this is a much bigger car it's a much heavier car yes it was at the worst time of year in the worst possible conditions for i did have to pause and have a think about it and i was expecting it to be as good if not better because it was newer Mm. however for all the points you just made there it's bigger it's obviously heavier because there's more range i mean 250 plus mile range real range is so much better than the other ionic had a <laughs> uh, hundred 120 ish yes, a bit more than that probably. if you're really pushing it yeah 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 125 130 so it's sort of a swings and roundabouts where the the bigger the range the probability is the efficiency is going to drop yeah because of the nature of trying to get something to be able to go that far uh, and that really sort of this car really hammered it home with mm-hmm. with me. I mean, when they're talking about the charging side of things, that if you can find a three hundred and fifty kilowatt charger, you can go from ten to eighty percent in eighteen minutes. Yeah, according to Hyundai's own spec. I mean, obviously, I don't have anything remotely close to that nearby, so I couldn't test that out. As with the recent Volvo review, my problems, a lot of my problems, were the local infrastructure. Uh, and the constraints I've got from that because, as you said before, I don't have my own charging point at home. So I, if I had my own charging point, I wouldn't mention the range at all. No. Like I wouldn't have done with the Volvo either because it would, it would have been a, it was always topped up conversation. Mm-hmm. One thing you do need to bear in mind is the position of the charging point is on the driver's side. Mm-hmm. So... My closest charging point is on a one-way street or portion. It's on the one-way portion of a street that means that the charging port would be open and the cable would be sticking out into the bit where the cars are traveling or the cyclists or whoever. Obviously, that's a no-no because I'd come back and find it smashed in or ripped mm. off or something or a cyclist on the floor or something. But can I just say, can I just say that, that that flap, though, it has such a nice action. Oh. When you touch it and, you, and then you, you press the little button and it closes. Oh. The process of charging the car is incredibly simple and it is gratifying to watch as you watch the, the graphics on it mm. and everything. It, it is... I mean, to be fair to all the companies now, they have got their heads around, we need to make the graphics and the digital bit look a bit fancy when someone starts charging their car. It, it makes it a little bit of an event. Yeah, I was going to say, is it all, it's, almost feels a little bit part of the gamification of it. Of yeah. Well, you want to charge it because this is a, this is a moment of surprise and delight. It's like me and the ID three and the way yeah. that all the bits went along in it. Yeah, yeah, it, it's lovely. And you just sit, especially if you're having to sit with a car because you've you know done your shopping in M and S. There's simply food with the 150 kilowatt charger around. Uh, it's not far from me, and you can come out and you can just just you've got to wait a few minutes probably because you can't shop that slowly, um, or I can't. And then uh, and and then you think, oh well, just five minutes of just watching this go along and it's quite relaxing. It's quite nice. And then I'll just you know five minutes home and i'm done so yeah it's quite it's quite nice 
nice that sort of stuff i just like it it's a, it's like surprise and delight it's a bit like the fact that the um the glove box is a drawer in the the ionic as opposed to being a little hatch and stuff. There's, yeah. there's lots of little tiny things like that, which are nice surprise and delight features. It's like those lights. That, that's a, a delight feature for me. The, the exterior lights, that's mm-hmm. very much a, a... Every time I walked up to the car, or I see them in now, I look, I look at them and I go, "That I really like what you've done in this portion yeah. of the car. It's really nice. So anyway, lots of that kind of stuff, but tell us about the tech. Was there any tech above and beyond what we would expect in a new car? Well, there's two parts of tech for this car. So there's the driver assistancy stuff, mm-hmm. and then there's a bit more on the charging. Okay. But I want to talk about both of them. So the driver assistance stuff includes the usual suspects. So it's your lane keeping assist, which was absolutely hateful. Really? Utterly hateful. Okay. Uh, couldn't I could not switch it off quick enough. It was unhelpful, to say the least, around here. Did you hit the steering wheel and swear at it? I shouted a lot. Oh, oh, but it, surely it wasn't as bad as the Honda HRV. I, I, I was so grateful recently to see someone else commenting on that. Not quite as bad as that, but I did have to, I did have to work out how to switch it off before I pulled away. Oh, Not long right. after getting the car. Oh dear! It just it was too sensitive for my roads. Mm-hmm. And the always on is not a good thing. No. But this this also had a, a ton of other driver assistance stuff, which was useful and could be useful. So it's like the surround view, blind spot monitor. It had a remote smart park assist, but I never tried that. Again, so I keep forgetting to do that. I have a car park I can go to that I know will be empty, so I can <laughs> I can do this without fear of hitting anything. <laughs> So there's the parking collision avoidance assist, rear trough, rear cross traffic collision avoidance, and Hyundai's is very good. That really, is really good. Um, it sees quite a long way, mm-hmm. and it sees pedestrians, not just cars. Which in car parks is oh, it, just it people is, seem to walk at you. Yeah, yeah. So I, whenever I had the MX-5, it was a real issue because, of course, you've got the the only a small rear window and you've got the you, no visibility out over your shoulder and stuff uh, and so that i think the rear track the that's of cross traffic collision avoidance is really important because it, it it saved my bottom a couple of times just because yeah. i simply couldn't see past the cars either side of me yeah, yeah. Uh, another good bit of tech they've got is the forward collision avoidance assist which is like your junction turning and crossings all right so yeah. it if you happen to be you can see it sometimes. People are looking one way and moving off because mm-hmm. they're looking and they don't notice that there's somebody crossing or a car on their side of the road or something. But it'll it'll deal with that. A- another bit of tech that it had was the head up display, uh-huh. really clear, lovely. And I just basically was looking at that rather than the screen in front of me the mm. entire time. I, I, I find that the time excellent. I drove one as well, I was a similar uh, similar thing. Yeah, it's it's such a clear and big. Yeah. One. Uh, did it remind me? Did it? Does it do augmented reality, or is that my imagination? Uh, as mm. in, as in, when you've got the sat nav on, you might be having to use the Hyundai sat nav, and it does big, big arrows. Up and yeah, yeah, it does have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. I, just, I couldn't, I couldn't remember. Yeah. Uh, so tell us about the charging then. Right. Well, charging wise, and this was quite clever because it's the first car that I've had that could do this, but it could do vehicle to load. So that is that it can 
give some of the car's charge back into the network, whether or you can charge another car from the Ionic. Mm-hmm. So you could charge, um, I mean, I've seen press pictures of that. But I know when there was, when we had the power cut, or people had power cuts because of the bad weathers we've had, mm-hmm. there was a few stories of people using their Ionic 5s to keep their house going for a bit and yeah. stuff like that, or going to help neighbours and things like that. So this stuff can work and does have a use. So it was it was interesting that it could do that. I mean, again, I wasn't in a position where I could take advantage or, or even test that mm. out. D- didn't fancy just plugging the freezer in for a few hours just to see if it would be <laughs> Just yeah. drag it out the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I I hinted earlier... And now I'm going to put you out your misery, but the the heated seats to switch them on and off, mm-hmm. you have to click. And I might be slightly exaggerating here, but not far off it. About a bazillion sub menus to get to the on off buttons. It's not quite that bad, but it is only in the infotainment, only in touchscreen, and that's not helpful if you're driving along. Right, I may have expressed my disappointment in that feature. You you whinged, Andrew. You whinged. I, I whinged at them, not to them as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, But I spoke to Hyundai about this. <laughs> you, you whinged in Robin's general direction. We know they, how this goes. He did point out there is the option you can use voice control. I was like, oh, okay. So I dug into the menus whilst not moving. <laughs> to find out but there are very specific phrase if you use the very specific phrase it works perfectly now it's not a very difficult specific phrase because you've got a picture of the screen with it you can't just go turn heated seats on or whatever it what you have to use the actual phrase that's in the help menu seat warmer on yes there we are once seat you remember that off. it's fine but you might try and initially hmm. Use hey, Carl, why don't you think about warping my butt? Not quite. Well, but that's okay. never going to work, is it? Uh, heated seats on? Uh, so you just, as long as you... Uh, now, again, your mileage may vary. My voice <laughs> is very neutral. I don't have much of an accent. I did not get a chance to test this with someone with a regional accent, so I cannot confirm whether it is regionalistic or not. <laughs> so I'm sorry about that. I will try and do this from now on you could, with any you voice could please, controls. If you could, no, well, good luck to you. Well, if you could, yes. <laughs> yes, good luck. I, I look forward to, to, to hearing the, the, the tales of what has happened to the vehicles which didn't respond uh, to, our, to our regional accented tester. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Verdict. So I, I'm sort of not sure where you sit on this one, to be perfectly honest. There's lots of things you like, but lots of other things that you're whinging about. So I, I don't know if you, how much you actually like this, or if you did like it at all, or if you'd leave it and have an original Ionic or, or, or what, really. I can see why it has won the UK Car of the Year 2022. Okay. So that's a, you quite like it then. If... I was in the market for a nearly £50,000 vehicle or right. nearly £700 a month, mm-hmm. six £700 a month PCP-type car, and I, ne- and I wanted it to be EV, 
Mm-hmm. It has to be on the list to try. Yes. There are little foibles, but I think with a lot of those things that I was discussing, that was a, I've only got it for a week. I don't have time to build the muscle memory for that. Yes. I'd probably go for one with normal handles, though, car handles. Okay. Just because I can see problems with the smaller people. Yeah. Okay. But that's not a major thing, I don't mm-hmm. think. Although they do look lovely, flush. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm still not... I I really like this. Because, I, you know, remember, I, I, drove it a few, I drove it a few months ago, but not for the full week. Uh, I really like it. I don't know if, when push came to shove, I would actually choose it over the Kone Electric. Because I don't okay. need all that space. Yeah, that's fair enough. But for for me, mm-hmm. family of five, yeah, wanting a decent range, as in well over two hundred miles, mm-hmm. this ticks an awful lot of boxes. And the fact that it would be family orientated means the comfort, relaxed, smooth drive, yeah, is a massive plus. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it feels so special inside. Everyone commented because it's got things like, uh, which I, d- I didn't mention before, but it's got like mood lighting and stuff in it, which <laughs> which you can lighting. adjust. Mood lighting and stuff. <laughs> Ambient sorry. lighting is the f- Am- what I was looking for. Sorry. Ambient lighting, which some of the people in our household think was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's not. Uh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. No, I, I get it. Again, I get what uh, you're it, it, there was various it's, elements of the car that brought delight and surprise to different people in my household. Mm-hmm. Well, that's no small achievement in itself. Yeah. In some ways, yeah, yeah. It, it's cool. I, I do like it. I do really like. I think it looks fabulous. It's, it's like nothing else on the road. I would really like to try the Kia, and it's practical. The EV6 as well. EV6 to see the contrast because I know they've they've gone a different way mm-hmm. on the same with platform that, with that platform. Yeah, they've they've chosen to go down a different route of how they wish to do EVness of that with that platform. And what's interesting there, it, because it feels completely different when you sit in it. By the way, it's the same platform, but uh, so it feels much more snug and sporty, uh, despite the fact it is it is still quite a large. A large car. So, what would be interesting is where the Genesis sits between the two, because the Hyundai is the very much more the comfort relax. Mm-hmm. The Kia is the 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 bit more sporty dynamic. Mm. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where where Genesis manages to bring the luxury into this uh, into the platform as well. But that's well, looking I, ahead. That's I'd also heard that this. Hyundai are enifying the Ionic Five. That'll be quite cool. I think that's a massive mistake. Well, I think the five should not be end because mm, that that removes the core thing of it. It'll be if there yeah, was a okay. smaller dead new EV. I can sort of see we're doing that, but that one is like your flagship. Mm-hmm. Flagship relaxed, almost limo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I, I hear what you're saying on that. I, I hadn't really thought it that far through. Hmm. Yeah. But if you if you're in the range for this sort of priced 
vehicle that 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 you want a lot of room and a lot of miles range, you need to go and visit a Hyundai dealership to try one out. Mm-hmm. Yep, excellent. That's a that's a pretty resounding verdict in the end. There really, uh, isn't it? Anyway, uh, folks. That's it for the Hyundai Ionic 5 for the time being. But don't forget, between now and the next time, you can give us any feedback and share your thoughts to the show at Motoring Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, on Facebook, and on the content page of motoringpodcast.com, the hub of all our activities. Please don't forget to leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or however your podcast app lets you do such a thing. Andrew, if people would like to know a little bit more, what's the best way that they can get in touch with you? Best way to get in touch with me is via Twitter. If you search for Crack Windscreen, you can find me there. And Alan, if people would like to get in touch with you personally, what's the best way for them to do that? It's Twitter again, where I'm at AJP Bradley. That's B-R-A-D-L-E-Y. We'll be back, as I say, before very long. But until then, I've been Alan Bradley. I've been Andrew Clues. And safe motoring.